Hey everybody, my name is Jeff and I'm hosting a three-day Trivia and Game Summit and I'm so excited to announce that Pub Trivia Experience will be running their show live on the main stage. The Trivia and Game Summit is three days of live trivia, live game shows, live podcasts, and live improv. We have it jam-packed about four hours per day. There's even some shows where you play along at home for a chance to win up to $500. So come join Pub Trivia Experience along with Foreplay, Triviality, Game Show Ready, Who Will Save Generation X, Something Something Birds, Live from the Beach Bungalow, The Stuff I Never Knew Trivia Game Show Podcast, PowerPoint Showdown, and now Pub Trivia Experience. $15 gets you access to all three days. You could win up to $500 and 100% of those ticket sales go to support the shows. Go to triviasummit.live trivia summit.live that's where you get your tickets that's how you play for five hundred dollars that's how you see all these shows we'll see you at trivia summit.live and we'll see you during the event everybody welcome back to the pub trivia experience my name is chris and we are here tonight to do something a little bit new but we are prepping for a live show um the trivia summit the trivia and game summit is coming up and your your favorite podcast the pub trivia experience is going to be there we're very excited so tonight is a little bit of a prep for that and we have our first ever head to head to head trivia hot seat the way this works is simple uh, we'll have a pregame round. Then we're going to have 30 minutes of back-to-back-to-back trivia questions running through our three contestants. At the very end, for every correct answer they get in either the pregame or in the actual main game, the hot tea game, they're going to get a point. They can wager those points in any way, shape, or form they want on the three final questions. Whatever the Whoever has the highest score at the end of this is going to win. Let's meet our contestants starting first. The pride of Fayetteville. No, no. But he's in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Tim, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I am doing well, Chris. How about yourself? Man, I am good. I'm sipping a little bit of H2O tonight. I'm keeping it keeping it classy. What about you? Yeah, uh, I'm still with that uh, that Sam's Cola life. I'm finally over this gout attack, so I'm not trying to jump back into the alcohol just yet. <laughs> So yeah, I'm drinking that uh, that that Sam's Cola. Well, Sam's Cola is the real deal. Next up, we're gonna head out to Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, same two to you. Chris, I'm doing uh, pretty well. the uh, The past uh, two days have been an exercise in parental endurance because uh, my four year old Abby very recently has uh, turned into a little bit of a motor mouth. And she says the craziest things, and I and she says them so earnestly. And I'm working really hard on trying to keep a straight face while she does it, but it is very hard not to crack a laugh. But wow, I, I'm living the dream. Uh, I am uh, imbibing a tasty beverage tonight. This is a black IPA from the Duclaw Brewing Company out of Baltimore, Maryland. It is called Noir. I'm hoping I get a couple of good movie questions that are from that particular genre tonight 
I like Duclaw. Duclaw's Duclaw's a really, really good brewery. Sweet Uh, Baby Jesus is amazing. I I was just about to say, I think the Sweet Baby Jesus is probably my favorite, but I do love me a good black IPA, uh, and this one is very good, and I don't find them very often, so whenever I do, I'm going to pick them up, especially with a cool name like Noir. Well, last but not least, from right here in Palm Harbor, Florida, Jeff, my friend, it's been a while, but how are you doing and what are you drinking? Well, I am doing. Uh, <laughs> it has been a day, but I am uh, drinking H2O, but in a very uh, peculiar manner. I'm a big fan of the Liquid Death brand, um, and I'm giving their Mango Chainsaw flavored sparkling water a try. Ooh. And it is delicious. That does sound good. I'm not going to lie. Well, we are going to get started here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start with our pregame. The pregame is a little bit different this time. We've got three contestants. I have got nine questions. Each contestant will get three. They will get one point for every correct answer they give. Here is your pregame category. I am going to give you the name of a city. And you have to tell me, is that city one of the designated cities for help with the United States air traffic control. So are they headquartered is one of the regions in this city. Okay. I've never heard of this, so this will be fun. I don't even quite understand. I'm so not sure. The I air do. traffic control has broken out the, the continental U S into 20 different regions and they're headquartered in different cities. So the individual regions, I'll give you one off the bat, make sure it's not on my list here. For instance, Seattle is a regional time, a regional hub for air traffic control. So they have a well, region good for of Seattle. Yeah, it's very good for Seattle. They don't have enough good yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, they've they've never even been to a World Series, so they got to have something. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, Des Moines, Iowa, is not a hub or a, a regional location for air traffic control. To the shock of no one. Exactly. So we're going to get started with Mike. Mike, the first city you have is Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. In that region, would it be a hub? I would be more inclined to, well, it's on that side of the state of Missouri. I'm going to say yes. Kansas City is a hub. Mike gets the point. Are we doing points on the pregame? Yep, they get points on the pregame. Okay. Tim, you're up next. Your city is Orlando, Florida. Okay. So, it's a major city. Um, major traffic area. Um, it wouldn't make sense for Miami to have it just because it's so far south. So Orlando probably makes more sense. I'm going to go yes. Oh, no, it is uh, not Orlando. Unfortunately, it is not Orlando. It is actually Miami. Interesting. All I, right. My logic failed me. <laughs> As it so often does. Uh, Jeff, you're up next. Damn. Jeff, your city is Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, Jesus. Boston. Uh, well, I imagine that if there was going to be a location that was in the Northeast, it's still relatively close to New York, but it might be able to cover for those other no- Northeastern states. I think I'm going to have to go ahead and say yes. 
Yes is a correct answer. Boston is one. Uh, New York actually is one as well. It has its own little area that it covers. But Boston is on there. It covers really from like Massachusetts north. Nicely done, nicely done. Jeff's on the board. We're going back to Mike. Mike, your city is New Orleans. New Orleans. Ah, uh, let's see. New Orleans. Let's see. There's You said there's 20, some, 20 of these regions. New Orleans... Is there another big airport close to there? I can't think. The closest one's got to be Houston. So I'm going to say yes. Unfortunately, not you mentioned ah. it. Houston actually covers the New Orleans area. Okay. I wasn't sure. It's hard to get a grasp of exactly how big the area, these areas are. That's all right. Next up, I believe we are going back to Tim. Tim, yours is Salt Lake City. Hmm, Salt Lake City. Um, so the question is then, is that different enough from presumably Denver? Um, I'm going to say yes. Salt Lake City is one of them. Nicely done. Tim's on the board. Yep. Jeff, we're back over to you. Yours is Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Well, if Seattle is one and Salt Lake City is one and Boise is kind of out there in the middle of that, is that a big enough region to cover? No, I think I'm going to say Boise is one. No, unfortunately not. Boise is not. Boise is covered by Salt Lake. Huh. All right. Our last portion of the pregame. We're going back to Mike. Mike, your city, Memphis, Tennessee. Whew. Okay, let's see. I mean, I just did Kansas City, which is granted completely across the state. Uh, I no, because I would think if there's anyone any close to that region, it would probably be closer to Nashville, and that's a little... So that's I would say it's more likely to be Nashville. I'm going to say no on Memphis. Good logic, but incorrect. Memphis is one. It's not ah. Nashville. It is Memphis. All right, Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. Let's Can you get two in a row? Tim, your city... You knew it was going to be this way. Is Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> uh, so, Cleveland is the home of Cleveland Hopkins Airport. It is considered an international airport. Uh, but that could just be because of Canada. I don't know what fly, flights actually fly out of there. But that's neither here nor there. I am going to say no because of its proximity to detroit which is a much larger airport and therefore more likely to cover a much larger region chicago is also kind of in that ballpark and pittsburgh uh so i'm gonna say no cleveland is damn <laughs> cleveland <laughs> this is, brutal. is wow no one can get two in a row wow I know. no one right. can get two <laughs> well hold yeah. on jeff jeff might we got time jeff you're up Jeff, your city is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Which is Algonquin for the good land. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> I mean, the question is really, is it far enough away? And are the 
segments segmented it in a way that it could possibly be outside of Chicago. I'm going to say that it's probably the biggest area in that northern area that's away from Chicago. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Unfortunately not. Milwaukee oh. is covered. You're, you had it right there. Chicago is actually the uh, the one that we're looking for. Yeah, I figured between Chicago and like Minneapolis. Minneapolis was the other one yeah. I thought of too. Yeah. Uh, Detroit that was mentioned earlier is not one. Uh, Detroit is actually covered by Minneapolis. Huh. Ah. But uh, by Minneapolis, but not Chicago. I believe so. I'm looking at the map. Yeah, that's bizarre. This is the weird thing is you know, you just don't know how it's segmented, and it sounds like it's really not. Uh... Well, I don't know where. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know Det- where Detroit's located in the. In the southeast, southeast, then no, it's covered actually by Zob. What is Zob? Cleveland. Well, I I mean, I figured they were in the same region. It was just a matter of which one covered which. It makes sense because if memory serves, Cleveland's motto is at least we're not Detroit, right? (laughs) And it's it's only it's only a three hour drive. So it's like a 10 second flight. We don't have listeners in Cleveland. Thank God for that. (laughs) We love all of our listeners. That's why we rip on you. Well, this is actually interesting because that leaves us with a score of one to one to one heading into the main game. So this is going to alternate. We're going to start with Mike, go to Tim, go to Jeff, and we're going to run down this list. It's randomized, so you can get whatever question comes up. At the end of 30 minutes, we'll make sure everyone gets a chance to go through. We'll make sure it's an even spread, but at the end of 30 minutes, time is up. However many points you have at that point in time, will dictate what the next uh, wager round looks like. Are we ready? Let's do it. Not one bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll split the difference and say, sure, kind of. Sure, kind of. That's the confidence I'm looking for. All right. We are going to start with Mike. Your time will begin after I read your first question. In 2004, what award show instituted a five-second tape delay on the 30th anniversary of a famous streaking incident? Uh, I'm guessing the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards or the Oscars is correct. Tim, in 1872, an act of Congress established what as America's first official national park? Oh, it was... In 1872? That's the year. I always confuse the two. Uh, Yosemite. Oh, it's the other one. Yellowstone or Jellystone. As I I hide my picnic basket. Those were the two I was confusing. (laughs) Yep. Jeff, over to you. Because its spelling was not firmly established at the time... What name is misspelled on the Liberty Bell? What name was misspelled on the Liberty Bell? Oh, wow. I should know more about this considering my familial history there. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and say... Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a correct answer. A popular right. a popular brunch cocktail. This is for Mike. A popular brunch cocktail. The Bellini is typically made by mixing champagne with what pureed fruit? Uh, 
I think it's Peach. Peach is a correct answer. Thank you, Nikki. Tim, according to a 2011 report by Forbes, what country counts 115 billionaires amongst its citizens, second only to the U.S.? Okay, I am 115 billionaires. Okay, so it's either going to be Russia who's in the news for all its oligarchs, or it's going to be uh, the UAE. Um, flip the coin. Am I going to flip it right again or wrong again? Uh, we'll go with Russia. Uh, incorrect. It's actually China. Oh. All right. Going over to Jeff. By definition, a pseudolog, that's P-S-E-U-D-O-L-O-G-U-E, does which of these things? Tells lies, fights crimes, or corrects grammar? I'm going to go with corrects grammar. Unfortunately, a pseudolog tells lies. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Well, speaking of his dulcet tones, Mike, we're back to you. On the TV series The Fugitive, Dr. Richard Kimball pursues a man with what physical trait? He has only one arm. He's the one-armed man. He is the one-armed man. That is correct. Tim, what 60s TV show peppered its fight scenes with the words such as kapow and biff flashed onto uh, the screen? I'm I'm assuming. I never really watched it, but it's uh, Batman. 1966. You get the points, but I'm taking away five points for never actually seeing Batman 66, so you're now negative. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> All right. Jeff, what does the N stand for in the CBS hit drama NCIS? Naval. Naval is correct. Not just my belly button. Back to Mike. Referring to an old-fashioned term for feline appreciation, which of these is the name of a long-running magazine? Feline Frenzy, Lion Lovers, or Cat Fancy? I think Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy is correct, and we will re-up your subscription after this show. Achoo! Tim, known as the happiest place on Earth, Disneyland is located in what California city? Uh, I believe that would be Anaheim. Anaheim is a correct answer. Jeff, the sartorius, the longest muscle in the human body, is located where? The sartorius is located where? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> it's the longest muscle in the human body. The longest muscle in the body is located in... In the back. Not a bad guess. Unfortunately, it's in the thigh or the leg. That was what I was going to go with. And after five <laughs> minutes, Mike has five. Tim and Jeff are tied with three. There we go. Mike, we're back to you. The Meltdown and Dawn of the Dinosaurs are both apt subtitles of sequels of what animated film? The Meltdown and Dawn of the Dinosaurs are sequels to what animated film? Oh, it's probably uh, Land Before Time. 
Uh, incorrect. It's Ice Age. Ice Age. Oh. I had the exact same train of thought. I went, Land Before Time. No, Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Ice Age. I just Age, watched yeah. it the other day, so it's... I, I, I remember it being bad, so neither here nor there. Tim, in a popular version of the children's tune, The Wheels and the Bus, the driver says what? Driver says the driver on the bus says Mm -hmm. come on in uh no it's after they come on in they move on back move on back is what we're looking for all right which of these comedies this is for jeff which of these comedies prominently features a fortune-telling carnival game called zoltar speaks are we looking for city slickers big or hackers Well, we found my sore spot. Uh, I've never seen either any of these movies, so I'm going to go guess big. Big is correct. Not sure how hackers got on here because that movie is not intentionally not funny. A, not a comedy. Yeah, not yeah, not intentionally. I always forget how young Jeff is. That's true. <laughs> I do as well. Back to Mike. Mike, which of the following is a common definition for the word tawny? Is it light brown, short-haired, or green-eyed? I think it's light brown. Light brown is correct. Tim, introduced in 1913, what popular children's toy derives its name from the Roman god of love? Popular children's toy? Can you repeat the question? Of course. Introduced in 1913, what popular children's toy derives its name from the Roman god of love? I got nothing up past. Uh, it's apparently called Cupie In- Dolls. K-E-W-P-I-E Dolls. <laughs> Okay. Not all of these are easy. Jeff, Daniel Handler writes the kids' book series, A Series of Unfortunate Events, under what pen name? Uh, uh, I mean, the only other name I know associated with that is Lemony Snicket's. Lemony Snicket is a correct answer. Okay. Mike. When kissed, what landmark is said to endow visitors with the gift of gab? Um, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can only think of one land. Maybe it's because I'm Irish, but I can only think of one landmark you kiss, and that's the Blarney Stone. The Blarney Stone is a correct answer. Tim, which of these Sesame Street characters is known for referring to themselves in the third person? Big Bird, Elmo, or Bert? Elmo. Elmo is very happy you got that right. Good job. Jeff, we're Elmo back over. Very happy. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. You're good. Jeff, over to you. In 1978, an all-male rock band released an album titled Q, Are We Not Men? We're looking for the name of the band that released it. Q, Are We Not Men? In, I'm sorry, what year? 1978, an all-male rock band released an album titled 
what all-male rock band released an album titled Q, Are We Not Men? An all-male rock band. In 1978. Are We Not Men? I, I, uh, I just kind of have a guess on this. Boston? Uh, not a bad guess. Uh, the actual answer, yeah, the answer we're actually looking for is Devo. Devo. Yep. Uh, After ten minutes, it is Mike with seven, Jeff with five, and Tim with four. We are going to keep on moving here. We're back to Mike. Mike, which of these films depicts a real life court case and not an epic battle between two fictional creatures: Godzilla versus Kong, Dracula versus Frankenstein, or Freddy versus Jason? Wait, what? Which of these films depicts a real-life court case and not an epic battle between two fictional creatures? Godzilla versus Kong, Dracula versus Frankenstein, or Freddy versus Jason? I'll, I can't believe that applies to any of these movies. I'll say Godzilla versus Kong. Unfortunately not. It's Dracula versus Frankenstein. And that is a... <laughs> That's a that is okay. a court case I'm looking up after this recording. I, I I was so confused by the question. Okay, Tim, we're back to you. If using the correct case sensitive uh, writing of TiVo, what two letters are capitalized? Uh, I'm going to guess the T and the V. That is correct, and we are nothing if not thorough with our timely trivia here on the Pub Trivia Experience. <laughs> Jeff, over to you. In 2005, W. Mark Felt revealed himself to be Deep Throat, the long anonymous source in what scandal? Uh, Deep Throat is the Watergate scandal? That is correct. Mike, we're back over to you. Former professional athlete Tim Horton lent his name to a popular donut company. What sport did Tim Horton play? Uh, I, since it's very popular in Canada, I'm going to assume he played hockey. Hockey is a correct answer. Tim, founded in 1868, Martinelli's is a California-based company known for producing what? Sure, Mike gets hockey and <laughs> Tim Hortons. I get Martinelli's? Can we Jeff got Devo, all's fair. I'm going to say skateboards. Oh, uh, wow. No, no, unfortunately. Jeff, you you knew the answer for no points. What is it? <laughs> uh, they make apple cider, don't they? Uh, they Ciders? Make, uh, any type of sparkling cider. They make multiple oh, yeah. kinds. All right, Jeff, we're back to you. A cinephile is a person who is devoted and knowledgeable about what type of hobby? Uh, movies. Movies is correct. Mike. What food legend, though born in Indiana, is more closely associated with the state of Kentucky? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to guess Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders is correct. Going back to Tim, every January, college football Sugar Bowl takes place in what U.S. city? The Sugar Bowl. Um, The Sugar Bowl is... New Orleans. New Orleans is correct. Jeff, we're over to you. I'm just going to need an answer in a number of hours. So uh, your answer is to the nearest hour. But according to the U.S. Naval Observatory, the average length of a calendar year is 365 days. 
And within one either way, how many hours? I was told there would be no math. No math. Wow. I mean, do we have time for me to sit here and do math? I can sing the Rent song and get there eventually. <laughs> right? Oh, what the f- Within one hour? Within, within one hour either way. Oh, I don't care that much. Um, <laughs> I say pause the timer for this one. My gosh. Yeah, I mean. Tick, 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 tick. This tick. is some bull hockey. Uh, let's go uh, 64,000. Okay, do you want me to repeat the question? <laughs> The average length of the calendar year is 365 days, and, approx- and on top of that 365 days, how many additional hours? Oh. Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, let me, let me re- repeat that question. An additional yeah. hours. So it's 300. I misheard it, too. Yep, 365 um, days, and then how many additional hours? Oh, shoot. I've heard this before. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like. Three? No, that doesn't seem right. Three is my answer. Uh, unfortunately, not. Roughly six hours. Roughly six. an additional six hours. That's why there's the leap year every That's four. That's why you leap year every four. Well, you know. that equals that. one day. <laughs> All right. Well, we're I'm back. I'm glad I'm not the only one that went that way, though, Mike. Thank no, you. I totally did. I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting here dividing 525,600 <laughs> or whatever divided yeah. by 60. At, at the halfway point, Mike has nine, Jeff has seven, and Tim bringing up the rear with six. Now, back over to Mike. Mike, in The Godfather, Don Corleone says, Someday, and that day may never come, I will call upon you to what? Finish the um, quote. Was it, To do me a favor, right? Uh, incorrect. It's to do a service for me. A service for me. That's what it is. Okay. Yep. All right. Back over to Tim. Tim, name for the physicist who invented it, a Moog, M-O-O-G, is what type of musical instrument? (laughs) You can hear Jeff getting bitter. (laughs) A Moog. Um, Oh, it's a a synthesizer. Oh, I... It's not technically a correct answer. It's a keyboard. Uh, no, synthesizer is the correct answer. Okay. I'd give him that one. We'll give him it's that. It's absolutely one. a Moog synthesizer. Okay. We'll give him that one. On the actual recording, I'll have uh double checked all the answers here then. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty I'm almost positive because I think I said synthesizer. At it's one a point keyboard synthesizer, yeah. Anyway, yes. All right. Well, we're back over to Jeff. Jeff, what hit 90s TV series pilot was a 2-hour movie titled Panic at Malibu Pier? Uh, I'm sorry, did you say what year or just 90s? It was a 90s. Panic at Malibu Pier? Mm-hmm. It was a TV series I'm... whose pilot was a two-hour movie titled Panic at Malibu Pier. Okay, I'm going to go with Baywatch. Baywatch is correct. All right, we are going back over to Mike. Mike, what Texas city, uh, what Texas city's name is Spanish for yellow? Uh, Amarillo. Amarillo is correct. Or Amarillo, as they would say in Spanish. (laughs) Uh, We are moving on to Tim. Tim, available to download on your iPod. 
Radio Lingua, L-I-N-G-U-A, offers users lessons in what? I'm going to say Spanish. Uh, I'll give that to you. Uh, foreign languages, but yes. Yep. Also, again, dated question. iPods? Come on. <laughs> Jeff, over to you. In geometry, the term circumference applies to what shape? Oh, circles. Circles is correct. Oh. Mike, I've never seen you golf, but in golf, if you bogey a hole, what score do you get? You, Chris, you've definitely seen me golf. You've probably purged it from your brain because I'm so terrible, but you get uh, plus one. Yep, one stroke over par is a correct answer. Back over to Tim. Tim, which of these chart-topping albums was recorded by an American Idol champion? Is it Some Hearts, Measure of a Man, or Leave This Town? Okay, so the question is, I know I know who sings Some Hearts. Measure of a Man, I think, is Clay Aiken, and he finished second, so that's not it. I'm going to say it's Some Hearts, which I think was Carrie Underwood. Some Hearts is a correct answer. Well done. All right, Jeff. Oddly enough, on the 2012 sitcom Are You There, Chelsea?, Chelsea Handler does not play Chelsea. Who does she play? Tiffany. I have no idea. Give me the relation to Chelsea that that they are. Oh, she plays her sister. That's a correct answer. I don't know if her name's Tiffany. I have no idea. All right. Moving on to Mike. Mike, appearing in the autumn, the harvest moon is one of about how many full moons that occur each year. Uh, let's see. There is probably, I'm going to say 13. Uh, actually it's roughly, if you average it out, it's actually about 12 a year. So no, incorrect. Okay. That explains why once in a blue moon is a thing. Okay. Tim, we're back over to you. The cover of what band's debut album appropriately features a picture of the ill-fated Hindenburg? Don't look at my back wall. You're not allowed. Yeah, like... Mm. Um, Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin is correct. Oh, and after 20 minutes, it is now Mike with 11, Tim and Jeff are tied with 10. All right, we are moving right along. We're going over... To Jeff, you take the high road and I'll take the low road is a line from a traditional song of what European people? What? That could be so many things. (laughs) Yes, it could. In fairness, it's a very finite number. (laughs) Yep. Uh... I, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Irish just because they like songs. Oh, you're so close. It's the Scottish. Scots. Scottish. Scots. All right. We're back over to Mike. Mike, the term paparazzi comes from the name of an aggressive photographer in what movie? It comes from a movie. Oh, wow. I had no idea. 
Um, I mean, it's Italian sounding word, so I'm going to say Godfather. Oh, not a bad guess. It's actually an Italian movie, La Dolce Vita. La Dolce Vita. La Dolce Vita. As soon as, you, as, soon as I said it, I realized it was La Dolce Vita. Yep. Back over to Tim. Tim, the United Nations flag depicts a map of the world surrounded by what? Surrounded by... Um... Olive branches. Olive branches is a correct answer. Nicely done. Well done. Jeff, a popular song at sports events, the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bop begins with what chorus? And you must sing it. Hey, ho, let's go. I don't appreciate being called a ho, but that is a correct answer. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Ah. All right, we are going back over to Mike. Mike, the 1986 Weird Al Yankovic song, Addicted to Spuds, parodies a hit tune by what pop singer? Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer is a correct answer. I'm so happy I got the Weird Al question. <laughs> uh, the person that's not is up next, Tim. <laughs> what was the world's tallest man-made structure for over 45 centuries? The... Pyramids of Giza. The Pyramids of Giza is a correct answer. Going over to Jeff. Which of these cheeses is commonly known in the United States as Swiss cheese? Is it Emmentaler, Cantal, or Cantal, or Roquefort? I am mispronouncing all of those. I believe it's Roquefort. Uh, it's actually Emmentaler. Emmentaler. Okay. I know Roquefort is a blue cheese. Yeah. Oh. Back over to Mike. Mike, capable of storing up to 200 gallons of water, a saguero is a type of what? A saguaro. Uh, I apologize. S-A-G-U-A-R-O. Saguaro. Uh, a barrel? <laughs> uh, no, it's a type of cactus. Oh. Got it. Got it. Yep. Over to Tim. Tim. What car maker's iconic 911 sports coupe has been in continuous production since 1963? Uh, that would be Porsche or Porsche. Yeah, I felt like if I said 911, it would give it away. That's all right. Moving right along to Jeff. In finance, what adjective is used to describe a person's income after taxes have been taken out? Net. Uh, you know, net actually is a, a correct answer. They have disposable written down here, but net is actually it's still a correct oh. answer. So I'm giving you the points. Over to Mike. Navis Amoris is a loose Latin transla translation of what classic TV show's title? Uh, Navis Amoris. I'm going to guess the Love Boat. The Love Boat is a correct answer. All right, Tim, what comic book hero's powers are the result of a botched Gamma Bomb experiment? Uh, gamma makes me think uh, the Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk is correct. Jeff, what 2011 superhero movie was marketed in Russia using only its subtitle, The First Avenger? Uh... Run that by me again. What 2011 superhero movie was marketed in Russia using only its subtitle, The First Avenger? Captain America. Captain America is a correct answer. 
Mike. And after 25 minutes, we have a new leader. Tim has taken the lead with 14, while Jeff and Mike are tied with 13. Tim with the epic comeback. It's anybody's yeah. game. Mike, yep. on the classic sitcom Happy Days, what was the name of Richie's practical joke-loving buddy played by actor Don Most? Uh, was that Potsy? No, it was Ralph Malf. That was uh, Anton okay. Williams with Potsy. I, I never watched Happy Days. Oh, so I love I Happy Days. It. Tim. In 2010, what snack brand unveiled a new bag that, when crinkled, is reportedly louder than a jet cockpit? I'm going to go with Doritos. Not a bad guess. Sun Chips. And I can attest, those bags are loud. Yeah. Jeff, we're over to you. In 2007, what Grey's Anatomy character spun off from the show to join a friend's medical group in Los Angeles? We're looking for the name of the character. Uh, it was uh, McDreamy. Uh, not a bad guess. Uh, I believe McDreamy is dead. It's Addison Montgomery. Huh. Good for them. I think it's okay if you don't know that answer. Of course. Going of over to Mike. Of course. Which of the following repetitive titles is not an actual Destiny's Child song? Honey, 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 Baby, 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 or Angel, Angel, Angel? Oh, gosh. You didn't even throw me Bills, 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 the one that I know? Um, I'm going to say Angel, Angel, Angel. Oh, no. We're looking for Baby, Baby, Baby. I believe that's Justin Bieber. Actually, uh, it is it's just one baby. He just says it a lot. That's right. We're going over to Tim. Tim, which of these is a term for spicing up otherwise mild food and fuegoing, deviling or insaning? OK, um, I'm going to go with deviling. Deviling is a correct answer, but I will be using the phrase in fuegoing for the rest of my life now. Right. Jeff, in 2009, which of these Family Guy's character, Family Guy characters, moved to Stoolbend, Virginia, to star in his own spinoff? We're we looking for Glenn Quagmire, Joe Swanson, or Cleveland Brown. That would be Cleveland Brown. Cleveland Brown, that is correct. It's the most winning a Cleveland Brown has ever done. Moving right along. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not, not really. sure about that. Have you seen the show? Yeah, no, no. not really. <laughs> Mike, LL Cool J once jokingly teased he was too sexy for Barbara during an appearance on what talk show? Um, 2020? No, uh, this was her turn on The View. Oh, okay. All right, over to Tim. Top Hat and Junk Shot were two proposed, albeit bizarre-sounding solutions for what 2010 crisis? Top hat and junk shot. What 2010 crisis? Top hat and junk shot. I'm not even sure what this could even refer to. Um. We'll go with the financial crisis. Uh, incorrect. It was uh, for the BP oil spill. 
50 seconds left. We're going to Jeff. Tease, tease for it on Saturday Night Live. What actress appears in a series of TV ads for Activia Yogurt? I'm sorry. Can you read that again? Tease for it on Saturday Night Live. What actress appears in a series of TV ads for Activia Yogurt? Oh. Um. Oh, fuck. There it Jamie. is. I need more information. But, you, you know, J- uh, Jamie. Uh, fuck, what's her last name? <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot think of it. I know who it is. I can see her. I know her name. We're, fir- we're on first name. He's writing it out so I don't get one more question. That's what he's doing. And it worked. <laughs> Jeff, I need an answer. It did. I I, I, don't, I, I can't think of it. Uh, Jeopardy rules here, my friend. Jamie Lee Curtis. Lee Curtis. All right, and at the end of our t- our main round, Tim is in the lead with 15, Jeff just one point behind with 14, and Mike bringing up the rear with 13 points. Man, Mike Mike pulled a UNC on that, that one. <laughs> and actually, I was going to say, Mike, I think that actually works out because you did get the first question, right? Yeah, that's right. So it actually works out perfect. That's why I was I was sitting here like, you guys were both taking your time. I'm like, come on, I want more questions. <laughs> well, Mike, I have good news for you, my friend. We have more questions coming. Here's how this is going to work. We're going to use the honor system here. So everyone's going to write down their wager, but you can wager up to how many points that you have. And you can break those wagers up however you want on the next three questions. So I'm just going to give you the categories. You're going to lock in your wagers. Your categories for the final round are history, sports, and movies. Again, you can break those up any way that you want. If you have 10 points, you can do three, three, and four. You don't have to wager anything. You can bet zero across the board. You're going to get the points if you get it right, but if you get it wrong, you're going to lose those points. Let me know when your wagers are locked in. History, sports, and movies? Those are your three categories. I'm locked in. Tim is locked. Ah, I'm agonizing over wagers as usual. Don't worry, I'm right there with you. It's been a long time. I'm I'm a little rusty at this. Yep. All right, I'll lock in. Mike is locked in. And I'm locked. All right, all three panelists have locked in their votes. We're going to go question by question through this. Once you have your answer, go ahead and write it down and lock in. And we're going to go wager by wager, question by question. We're going to start with history. Here is your history question. In 1913, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Leon Trotsky, Sigmund Freud, and Franz Joseph were all living in what European city? I can lock. Can you repeat that again? Of course. In 1913, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Leon Trotsky, Sigmund Freud, and Franz Joseph were all living in what European city? I'm locked in. All right, everyone's locked uh, in. Jeff, feel free to talk it out. Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to guess on this one. I think I mean I think I got a, an idea here. I'm going to have to go with Berlin. All right, Jeff is locked in with Berlin. Jeff, what was your wager? I wagered four. Jeff wagered four. Mike, what was your guess and what was your wager? I guessed Vienna, Austria. Um. 
I'd love to tell you I had more logic. It was just the first thing that popped in my head and it sounded right. So, or potentially right. And I wagered three. Mike wagered three. And Tim, what did you say? I went with the same thing as Mike. I I know that Hitler spent time in Austria. uh, So the first thing that came to mind for me was Vienna. And what was your wager? Uh, Four. All right. So your correct answer is Vienna. They were all living in Vienna at that same time. We let Tim do the math. That's crazy. It is. I, I had to. Dull, I actually had to to fact check that question multiple times, but I do it from multiple sources. And your scores going into question number two. Tim has nineteen. Mike has sixteen. Jeff has ten. Now remember, you can only wager up to what your points were before question one. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out as we move into question number two. Question number two. We're going to go over to movies. Mike Vitar played the younger version, while his brother Pablo played the older version of a fictional athlete in what iconic 90s sports movie? Locked in. Can I have another reading of the names? Yep. Let me pull it back up here. Mike Vitar played the younger version, while his brother Pablo played the older version of a fictional athlete in what iconic 90s sports movie? I'm locked in, I guess. All right. Jeff is locked in. Mike is locked in. Tim, talk it out. Okay. Um, A fictional athlete. So what movies had fictional athletes? Um, So immediately, first thing I can think of. Mighty Ducks, uh, 90s movies with fictional athletes. I honestly don't have anything better, so I'm going to go with the the Mighty Ducks. All right, Tim is locked in with the Mighty Ducks. And Tim, how much was your uh, your wager there? I did wager five. Tim wagered five. Uh, Jeff, what did you say? I ended up with uh, the Sandlot. And what was your wager? Two. Jeff wagered two. Mike. I wrote down Benny the Jet before you finished reading the question, and then I changed it to the Sandlot <laughs> after I knew you were on the film and not the character. And what was your wager? I wagered all that I had left, 10, ten points. Whoo! The Sandlot is a correct answer. Jeff and Mike picking up points. Tim is losing his uh, losing five, so he's losing a little bit here. We'll let Tim calculate the scores. Oof. And your scores right now, Tim has 14, Jeff has 12, Mike has 26. And we are in to sports, your final question. Orioles manager Davey Johnson once had Alex Rodriguez's bat confiscated in the middle of a game. Alex then took what teammate's bat and promptly smacked a home run. I'm going to lock in. Tim is locked. I will go ahead and lock in. Mike is locked in. Jeff, it's down to you. I'm trying to remember when this would have even taken place and who he was playing for at the time. Um, 
because I don't I don't remember this happening. Um. So I mean, I guess it kind of comes down to who he was playing for, and I think I'm guessing at the time he probably was going through all of his stuff, and people were questioning everything he did. So I'm gonna go with probably on the Yankees, and I'm gonna go with Jeter. All right, Jeff is locked in with Derek Jeter. Tim, what'd you say? So I, I definitely thought that this was with the Yankees. Um, but for some reason, the name Jason Giambi was sticking out in my head. And I don't know if that's right, but for some reason, that's sticking out. So that's what I went with. Tim has locked in Jason Giambi. Mike, what do you have? See, that's it's interesting. I didn't think uh, by the time he got to the Yankees, I didn't think Davey Johnson was still managing the Orioles. So I actually went early in his career. And I debated which Martinez with the Mariners that I was going to go with, and I settled for Edgar. Well, one of you had really sound logic and then picked the wrong teammate. Ah! Uh, It was not a Yankee, unfortunately. It was early in his career. When you think of home runs in in the Seattle Mariners, who do you think of? Griffey. He's Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr., and that my other thought was Griffey wasn't with wasn't still with them at the time, but I guess he was. Mm. Yep. Mike, you had nothing left to wager, so you are done. You're going to finish the game with a score of 26 points. Tim, what did you wager? I wagered five. And Tim is going to finish the game with nine. Jeff, what was your wager? I wagered seven. Oh, Jeff's going to finish the game with five points. With a score that is in no way, shape, or form indicative of the closeness None of the whatsoever. game. Mike is going to be our champion with 26 points. Tim in second with nine. Jeff in third with five. Hell of a game, y'all. Hell of a game. I'd have to check with the pub trivia experience historians, but is this the first time that I've ever actually wagered intelligently? Uh, Survey says yes. Yes, it is. Because I think it might have been. I was like, sports is too broad, Even even if it does end up with baseball. Oh man, yeah, I have, that was I have a, no that was Orioles history, so I pretty much lost uh, out on that, that. And that was the other thing is is growing up in the DC area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everyone had a fair chance to get there. I mean, no one went to, no one took Alex Rodriguez to Arlington, right? No one had him with the. No, it's true. That's true. No, I don't think I can name another player on that team right now, though. Now that I think about it, Texera. Yeah, was he on that team then? Texera would have been there about that time. Though, yeah, right? it was. Pretty sure it was around the same time. Well, hey, you know what? Y'all know more than I do. Uh, you, But if it makes any of you feel any better, you'd have kicked my butt in this game. It would not have been yeah. close. But heck I'm of a game, mad. everybody. The, I, the, the, the competitive or uh, roundtable hot seat was fun because it was up and down the whole time. Yeah, there, there was yeah. a lot of swing going on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, Mike had a, a couple point lead. It was like watching North Carolina Kansas all over again. Yeah, it, it, that's what I'm, I was saying. I felt like that. I was like, oh, I'm just... I'm, and I, I, I definitely had a lot of, of moments. Uh, Tim had this early on where he, where it was I'm down to like a 50-50 and just go the wrong way. Yeah. And the number of questions that you guys got that I'm sitting here going, come exactly. on, come yep. on. <laughs> yep. and, then, and then you give me like what's surrounding the the globe in the UN You got flag, that question right. Which you I got right and I would have gotten my wrong. my fourth point of contact. Um <laughs> You know, there were some insane questions that (laughs) fell my way. 
Yeah, you got that question right. But ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if you are enjoying the show, a couple things you can do. If you've got the financial means to to subscribe, head on over to patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That is your exclusive home of all of our bonus content, not just for the Pub Trivia Experience, but our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. Um, Boozy Bracketology, by the way, a lot of fun. If you haven't given it a listen, we will take any type of uh, any type of bracket you can think of from the best comic book movie to the worst comic book movie all the way to the best breakfast cereal. And we are going to argue it out in a very, very serious fashion until we crown a champion. And I can tell you at one point in time in our last recording, I had to get up as the host and walk the hell away. <laughs> I was so mad. And I got to listen to my wife apologize profusely in the next from the next room. <laughs> I'm so excited to listen to that. Uh, episode one of that bracket, by the way, is up right now, Mike. Uh, we are doing best Broadway yep. musical for those musical musical fans out there. But uh, Boozy Bracketology is a great place. If you can't help financially right now, like I get it. We have all been there. It's tough times for a lot of people. Do me a favor. Five-star rating. Write us a review. Wherever you listen to the show, that'd be amazing of you. Um, if you have friends that you think would be would be interested in this, hey, have it on the car next time you're in the car together. But you know what? Find us on Instagram, Pub Trivia Experience, Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod, or better yet, come and join our Facebook group, The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. All of that on Facebook or on all the socials. We hope you enjoyed the show. Before the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Tim. I've been Mike. And I've been Jeff. We will see you next time with another new episode. Have a good one.